Hello, this is Angela Schaefers, the host and producer of Your Story Matters radio show. Today on Encouraging Entrepreneurs, we have Lana Larder, who is the founder and owner of Halifax Finance and helps consult and coach with people to achieve angel investors and venture capital funding. Welcome to the show, Lana. Thank you so much, Angela. I'm just honored to be here. Thank you. Well, thank you for joining us today. I know you're a very successful woman and entrepreneur, and you were actually nominated for the Canadian Women's Entrepreneur Award, which is awesome. Congratulations on that nomination. Thank you so much. It was quite an honor to receive it as well. Great. I love to hear stories like that, and I'm sure you sharing some of your journey will encourage and inspire others today. Before we talk about your business and how you came about founding your business and doing what you do, can you give the listeners a background about you, kind of where you came from, what early life was like, that maybe developed some of the characteristics that you have to do all that you do now? Sure, I definitely can. Um, I was brought up by a, my mom ended up being a single mother. So anyways, there were quite a few challenges set in her way, thrown in her way, needless to say. I was the oldest daughter, so I actually got a lot of responsibility. I had huge aspirations, however, because um, it was a pretty female-dominated home. I had two other brothers, but they um, weren't living with us, so... It was very female-dominated, so I didn't even realize there was really any difference between females and men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. you know, so there, were, there wasn't any thought of, like, you know, a, a male dominating the household, basically. Mm-hmm. And so, anyway, she had, um, you know, a few challenges, but she was a very strong mother. She kept us together as a family. Uh, like I said, I always had huge aspirations. However, because I was kind of the pretty one in the family, I really didn't think that uh, being smart was important as well. Mm. And I kind of had the attitude because uh, of how I was brought up that I wasn't uh, smart enough or rich enough to go to school. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, that kind of held me back. So I kind of left grade 12, went out into the workforce. Um, I uh, worked with Canadian National Railway for a while, and uh, it was horrible because I was bored, and I didn't really realize why I was bored, but because mm-hmm. the work wasn't challenging enough. And then I couldn't apply for positions, you know, that I really wanted to do. So... Um, Anyways, I ended up uh, having a child in the midst of all of this, mm-hmm. and uh, that was one of my proudest moments, and she's 16 years old, and she's a trailblazer. Here, I was just nominated as a trailblazer, Wonderful. and my 16-year-old... My 16-year-old daughter is, like, such a trailblazer. She's uh, just won a big medal last year in math. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's excellent at math. She has aspirations to become a surgeon, which isn't, you know, a usual field for females. Yes. Uh, she's played football with boys, tackle, for three years. Awesome. Yeah, and um, actually, being in the um, industry that I ended up going into can be compared to a woman joining a football team. (laughs) Anyways, I had my daughter, and everything was wonderful, and then I became a single mother with a 16-month-old daughter. Mm. And I wanted to re-educate myself, so I actually went back to school as a single mom to get my degree. That was quite a challenge. I'm sure it was, um, but I think that that's critical when you're faced with that next step in life and life doesn't turn out how you expect. 
you have to ask yeah. yourself, what can I do next to go forward? And that's definitely what I did. I gave it my all. I went to school. I mean, in my second year, I wanted to quit. <laughs> mm-hmm. And because I was on my own, it was me and my daughter. And the support I got was from going across the bridge and the bridge told people, I guess the school as well was very supportive because mm-hmm. the university um, is really well known. It's uh, Mount St. Vincent and mm-hmm. it's all about empowering women. Mm-hmm. There's so many powerful women that have come out of the school because it's all focused on women and empowering women and teaching women the history of women. Just incredible how much awareness like it, it kind of put right into me and some of the situations I was living in. I needed more education in order to move forward. Right, right. Good observation so I, because I think sometimes people get stuck in the notion of thinking that this is it. You know, life can't get any better. I don't have any options. And it's not just about going to school and educating yourself. It's about being willing to take this next step, to have courage to try something as you did. Because as you mentioned, in the midst of that, you were still struggling as a single mom. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. I mean, I was in my second year of university, but then my second year of university was actually... um, asked to run for politics, for federal politics. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, this was something that I was exposed to just because I was in university. So, it gave me so much going to school and experiencing that I was smart and I could get good grades. And I actually went and took upgrading to begin with and studied everything I could on studying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I actually help teenagers all the time now to study and get great grades in school. That's great. So that's something I really give back to the community. And my daughter has proven the theory that I've talked to her and I've taught it to other children, and it's really, really good to be able to give back that way because, mm-hmm. you know, school is all about a system like everything else. Right, right. And I love that you're doing something to turn around all that you've been blessed with and you can give that learning and that, you know, wisdom to other people. That's awesome. I want to ask you to share with our listeners What did you do in those moments that you felt discouraged, that you felt like, okay, I'm ready to give up, I can't do this, I can't take this? Can you give them some tips to keep going? Because I know there's several that listen to the show that are in that place. They just don't think they can make it over the hump, so to speak. They don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, and they really want to give up. There was lots of times in university that I wanted to give up, believe me, because I was exhausted physically and mentally. But I just kept thinking, well, you know, what other option is for me? And then there was nobody really to turn to, so I just turned to a higher power. As you turn to a higher power, I mean, I almost, like, I started believing in myself that I could do it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, I can do this. I can handle this. It'll be better the next day. Um, uh, Big things I'd ask myself would be, you know, are you tired? Are you hungry? You know, basic things, but when you feel like giving up, um, reaching out to someone. Right. You know, getting someone else to listen to me, that would motivate me. So, I mean, it's really important to surround yourself with positive people. That's right. Absolutely. I love that. I love what you said, too, to go back just a little bit. You know, when we're not recognizing what our body is telling us, we can really get stuck in a rut. We can get depressed. We can get sick physically. 
And I think that's key. We need to listen to our body. You know, are we hungry? Do we need rest? Do we have something else going on that needs attention within our physical self? Because that really makes a difference in our ability to learn, our, our ability to keep going, to work hard, you know, to be successful. Yeah, it's really too, true. I mean, the two of the most important lessons to me are, are you hungry or are you tired? Because mm -hmm. that affects the way I feel. And it sounds so simple, but, you know, if you're not, if you're not, feeding your body, you don't feel good. If you're mm -hmm. overtired, you get stressed easier. Mm -hmm. I mean, simple little things. And I think I really learned that being a mother as well, because at first I let my daughter stay up too late. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think and, we've all uh, done that the first time. And then yeah, we learned. But that was only until she was about five, and then I got with it, and she was an angel. So there you go. What was it that kind of led up to wanting to open and start Halifax Finance? As I said, I went back to school. I got my education. I was very empowered by, you know, a female empowering school. I was just ready to conquer the world when I got out of school. And once again, more challenges. I got out, I worked for a bit. Um, in Nova Scotia, Halifax, where I live, uh, most university students leave mm -hmm. <laughs> because they can't, you know, usually find a job in their field. And I wanted to stay because I had a daughter and her father lived here and he still did see her. So I kind of had to, you know, figure out my own little niche. So I first opened a communication business in 2002, and um, this is where everything really started to change for me. Um, I went into a lending institution to get my first business loan, and I sat there and I poured my heart out to the banker. You know, I had a contract lined up with the province for work. Uh, I wanted a business loan, and he sat there in 2002 and told me that I should go get a husband. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know people still said things like that. I didn't either. I really could not believe it. I sat there. I actually wrote a story about this. I had to, to kind of, you know, get through my feelings of it all because it was so pivotal to me that I started to study everything I could about financing about accessing financing. Mm -hmm. And I worked as a broker helping another company, you know, uh, finance deals. I helped a lot of female entrepreneurs. That's what my sole focus was, and it became my mission. And um, here I am today, the founder of Halifax Finance. And um, I this is why it all took place. And, the, and then I ended up um, specializing in angel investing mm -hmm. because I took advantage again of a challenge. When I opened my business in 2008, there was another challenge in front of me. I mean, I think life has challenges. It has its ups and downs, and uh, I believe it's just how hard you work to make them go forward. That's right. Use them to your yeah. advantage. Yeah. Like uh, there was a credit crisis started in 2008. Mm -hmm. Okay? I opened my business. 
I couldn't get any company finance in Halifax, Nova Scotia to save my life. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I was like, this is crazy. This is what I've been working on. So I took advantage of uh, um, an opportunity and I went down to New York City, took five companies from Nova Scotia, seized investment training. One company was offered $5 million investment and I realized that is where my passion was just because of uh, getting to know the business owners, helping them with their presentation, and helping them access money. And wow. I haven't stopped since then. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you see that there's a niche there, not only for the entrepreneur to have their dreams fulfilled, but for the people or organizations who, in fact, do have the funds available to help promote creating change and building businesses and really making the economy better all around. Totally, totally. It's all about social innovation. Like, I'm a real social entrepreneur. I really started my business to help others. And, you know, I'm I'm looking at having my own fund for small business owners in the future. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And really, really making it change, especially for women. Because, I mean, some of the stories that I hear are just, you know, heartbreaking, right? Like, yes. You know, and it's mainly from lack of confidence and maybe not standing up for yourself. I mean, I've had to stand up for myself a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been a lot of roadblocks because, like I said, it, it's like I'm in a, in a male-dominated field. Mm-hmm. And there's been, you know, quite a few roadblocks, but I haven't stopped. And eventually you do get support from like-minded people. Yes, I agree with that. I think that you stay focused on your purpose and your vision and your mission, and all kinds of amazing things can happen. But I want to ask you, because, you know, we hear this all the time. We know it's still happening. What do you do? How do you conduct yourself, rather, with the people that are constantly negative, the naysayers, the ones that don't even want to give you the time of day, and yet you know that you have a quality business or product or whatever to turn them on to, that you have the skills and expert you know, level of understanding about something. Are there tips you could share with the listeners about overcoming some of those barriers? I think believe in, if it's about your business or about yourself, believe in yourself a lot and never take no for an answer. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I never would have dreamed when I was a little girl that I'd go to university. Right. You know, I mean, I never dreamed that. I never dreamt that I'd, you know, own my own business. Mm-hmm. I always had great visions, but, you know, it, it's just all happened along the way, and what's challenged me has driven me. Right. I like that, and I think that's important, as we said earlier, to use your challenges to your advantage. And I think that's key, what you said, is that we need to not only dream, but believe that those dreams can actually come true. That they're not just, you know, so far-fetched that they're just out in the clouds, you know? Exactly. I mean, like I said, for me to go to university, for me to be nominated, for me to be receive rewards, awards for helping other people, for helping other companies grow, Mm -hmm. and for raising awareness for women worldwide, too is my biggest passion to get them access to financing more to open and grow a business. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, I see it right here in Nova Scotia, Canada. You know, we're supposed to be a very progressive country, but Nova Scotia is right at the tip of Canada. And, you know, it's kind of, there's an old boys club here. So what I've done is 
I've been getting help from right across Canada and internationally. That's awesome. I love it. So, I mean, roadblocks that are put up now can maybe be stepped over because guys, the limit, you're, you're, you have contacts internationally all over the world. That's right. That's right. I was just discussing that with another person on a different show, and it's so true. I think that people don't realize that the way Internet and social media has evolved really creates limitless, virtually limitless opportunities for all of us because there are people across the world who A, want to help, B, have some sort of expertise that you need, and C, will believe in you and help promote you up to wherever it is you're trying to go. Exactly. You just have to find the same like-minded people. That's right. That's right. And how do you deal with those people that you know, do say no to you or think, you know, this whole idea of what you were trying to do in the beginning was crazy and, and things like that. Those are the things that I'd love for you to share with because sometimes those words or those looks or those things, and sometimes this stuff comes from someone's own husband or their own family telling them, no, you're being ridiculous, you can't do that. How? Oh, yes, I've got that all my life from my family. <laughs> okay, so how do you deal with that? What tips can you give our listeners to stand against that and still do what you need to do? I guess all I've done is just done what I've wanted to do and basically stay away from the negativity. That's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can still love people unconditionally, but you don't have to listen to everyone's advice. Right. And... You know, stay away from the naysayers and go with the people that are going to encourage and support you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I which think is really, really important. Yes, it is, and it goes hand in hand with what you said earlier. Is really believing in yourself because when you believe yeah. in yourself, you know that other people can say you're crazy or you're wrong or it's never going to happen. But deep in your heart and soul, you know that you can do this. You know that you're on the right path. And that's living your yes. life purpose. Yes, exactly. Like there's many times when I just wanted to give up, believe mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Many, many, many times. And I'm just like I'm giving this 150% and if it doesn't work, it does. The whole process of it is like there's always challenges as well. I mean, I think that's what, I mean, nothing really comes easy, that's for sure. I mean, there's right. many nights. You know, last year I had a client rip me off $25,000. That's an example. That's not a nice feeling. You know, I've had people pretend to partner up with me and just want to steal my intellectual property. And, I mean, I could go on and on and on and on. Right. And most business owners can. And people in life, I mean, sometimes things don't just come easily. So I could have taken the easy way and went and got a, you know, normal job and not wanted to stand up for people's rights and try to make a change in the world. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'm glad I've done what I've done. Mm-hmm. I love so much it. self-satisfaction because there's nobody else, like, down my way anyways, doing what I'm doing as a female. Mm-hmm. And trying, you know, raise awareness for women and to access financing and to be taken seriously and all of the above. Right. And not be told to get a husband. Right, exactly, exactly. Or be told to just, you know, get a local job and, you know, make a little bit of money and have a little life that's not as powerful and meaningful as it should be. Would you say that you 
have discovered your life purpose and that is what you're living out. Yes, totally. Totally. I I always kind of wonder what my purpose was. I knew it would be something to help make changes in society because I've always been caring and, you know, wanting to help people. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely my mission. That's awesome. I love to hear that when people are, they understand their mission and purpose and they're living it out. And that takes a lot Mm -hmm. of courage. I think, oh, and I, ever. I commend you for that. How Thank would, you. You're welcome. How would a listener go about discovering their life purpose? My life purpose just basically came upon me because it was a challenge put in my way, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and which is kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. That's how I found my life purpose, that and raising my child. Right. It kind of sounds like, and I've talked with other people about this too, and, and I think it's happened in my own life. When we try different things as we're facing the challenges, it naturally evolves if we're open to it that our life purpose and our mission will be shown to us. And then we start to, like you said earlier, feel very passionate about what we're doing. We, it, we love it. We enjoy it. We can't wait to do what we're doing. It's not a job anymore. No, it's not. It's not at all because, I mean, it's all about my passion. Mm-hmm. I found what I love to do. <laughs> and it's helping others, which is awesome. That's the key exactly. to success, I think, is knowing yeah. that you can, you know, fulfill your own life dream and, you know, needs and be successful and all that. And at the same time, help others find and create theirs. And that's so awesome today that that is really happening for many people. Can you share with the listeners what it is exactly you do at Halifax Finance? Give them a typical rundown of who your clients are or what you do so they have a good understanding. So for the angel investment money, usually it has to be a company that is established. I mean, um, the biggest uh, uh, companies right now are anything to do with social media. Um, what we do when a company comes to us is take a look at the business plan, see how much money they need, see what the opportunity is, um, check over the business plan or help them with the business plan if they don't have one. We can figure out if they're satisfying a customer's pain. So if a company is satisfying a customer's pain, and providing a solution, they're a real winner mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. usually able to access money. But basically what we do is just clarify all points that the company has and the, and the points where they're at at making revenue. Sometimes I can get, you know, startups done as well, but it's easier to get companies that are on their way. Right, you right. You know, that are already making sales. So basically what we do is talk to them, see what paperwork they have done on themselves, help them to become investment ready, which means just making their documents look great and superior and everything is very easy to read and a potential investor wouldn't have any issues with it and mm-hmm. they'd have everything ready for the investor. Mm-hmm. And then we would introduce them to potential investors. That's awesome. So you match them up with usually angel investors or capital funding? Yes. Great. I love it. That is so awesome to have you doing that because I know that there's a lot of talk out there about finding investors and angel investors and funding and all these words that we throw out there about financing. 
but there's not a lot of people, I don't think even here in the U.S., that are specifically helping business owners to go down that path because it is a little bit complicated if you're not familiar and that's not your area of expertise. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it can be because most entrepreneurs are so in their business that it's hard for them to articulate what it is they do and why their product is special and what percentage of the market should they be able to get and, you know, what may be their active strategy and what is their company worth currently and, you know, it can get a little complicated and if you're going out there looking for money with, you know, your document looking like crap, you're not going to get anywhere. Right, right. That makes you know, a you lot just, of sense. You, you, yeah, you just can't. I mean, it all depends upon the way you present. You know, I mean, unless it was correctly, you'd be lucky if you got anywhere. Right. And like I said, now I'm getting such a well-known profile. It's wonderful because I have investors now contacting me saying, you know, we want to fund some deals. Right. Fund us some deals. So That's great. It's a, it's a wonderful position to be in. Like, it's just a wonderful position to be in to help companies. And I'm always doing research. I mean, I've actually just uh, connected with a social innovative um, entrepreneurship organization here in Canada as well. Mm-hmm. So there's, and I know there's a lot of social innovation uh, financing going on in the States too. So right. there's likely a lot of companies not aware of that. Right. So I I'm agree. always looking for opportunities as well, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, for entrepreneurs. And I mean, you know, even if I, maybe they can't hire me to help them, I can send them the right way or something. I always try to help some way. That's awesome. I think that's great. Yeah. And again, I think that, you know, really speaks to the kind of person you are and that you are truly living out your purpose because it's not just about you. It's only in part about you and you being successful. It's also about the world being more successful and that's individuals one by one finding a way to be successful in their business. Definitely. Lana, thank you so much for sharing a part of your story today and for sharing some tips and encouraging the listeners out there with the things that you had to share. Can you let our listeners know where they can find out more information about you and connect with you further? Sure. Um, You can uh, go to my Halifax Finance blog, Halifax Finance, H-A-L-I-F-A-S-F-I-N-A-N-C-E. Um, I have a Twitter account, Halifax Finance. Um, as well, you can get a, um, just send me an email at Lana, L-A-N-A, Larder, L-A-R-D-E-R, at gmail.com. Wonderful. Thank you again, and I hope uh, the listeners will be in contact with you for those who want more information or need your assistance in their endeavors, and I definitely know that you've encouraged and inspired at least one person today, if not many more. Ah, thank you so much for this. Thank you very much.